0: This is Audio EXP for the 14th of August 2021 and the title of this episode is The Move In the RPG Publisher Spotlight this month we have Trash Mob Minis and if you're looking for bold and memorable paper minis Trash Mob are worth checking out That's not an ad Trash Mob are in the spotlight because geek native patrons voted Jesse there Mentioning them at the start of the podcast is a test, but it's working for me, so let me know if you feel otherwise. This will be a shorter than usual podcast, and the clue is in the name. Audio EXP is already an unusual podcast in that episodes are about 10 to 15 minutes long, and it's a highlight show, a chance for me to lean into the editorial. After this episode... I'll be unplugging the computer. I'm moving homes. I'm not going far geographically, but it will be a big life change for me and something I am doing on my own. I hope my downtime is measured in days. Getting my desk and computer back up and online is a priority, but a bed is higher. It's all a logistical challenge. And that seems to be the theme of this week, from the Tabletop and Geeky Hobby News. I usually begin the RPG news from around the web section, with an image in Routinely Itemized, and this week I also included a quote from Phil Reid at Steve Jackson Games. He calls global shipping a nightmare, Phil said. These freight costs are tearing into already thin margins for many publishers, and some publishers have been forced to make decisions between shipping now and losing money, or holding inventory in the factory and losing money. If there's such a thing as a win-win option in game publishing, or for any small business who relies on Google trade, we're now as far from those options as we can get. We've talked about logistics from games makers in earlier Audio EXP episodes, Although it's a subject I barely have a surface understanding on. All I can do is replay the occasionally shared struggles, and it seems to be incredibly challenging. I also talked to the award winning designer Andrew Gasker and Munetic Press plays Mike Kennedy. I promised you I would push on the MVD six, the anime and Cthulhu News and that's brewing there. I did, but they didn't spill any beans. We did talk about Carbon Grey, the company's first RPG. I asked where the market was going and, well, I'll read you a snippet of the reply. With it now being twice as expensive and taking twice as long to deliver goods to consumers, directed customer sales, such as crowdfunding, direct web store offerings, etc. We have helped to streamline some of the overhead that might otherwise require publishers to raise their prices. So, they're feeling it too. I also think about Cubicle 7's news when I think about logistics this week. They've had a busy month. But that logistic news brings their soul-bound RPG to mind. I think the book had barely been out of the warehouse when Games Workshop announced a new edition of the war game it's based on. A new war game means Games Workshop advances the plot sells new books and models as a result. At the time, I asked Cubicle 7 about how that might impact the RPG. As you might predict they had no comment. Now, Cubicle 7 has revealed that the Era of the Beast sourcebook will bring the RPG up to the current war game era. I think it's a good plan. It will be about 18 months behind the war game, perhaps longer but I don't imagine Cubicle 7 had any advance notice at all. I also wonder what future Sawbound Supplements will have. Rules and world information for both eras? That might be cool, but if you're not playing the Era of the Beast, does that mean there's a bunch in every book that you can't use? Another example of how challenging logistics can be comes from the world of trade shows and conventions. Wizard World was already struggling to make cash before the pandemic, before travel and shipping became frightfully expensive. Fan Expo HQ has now bought six events from them. It's a move that whittles Wizard World away considerably and makes Fan Expo HQ the largest geek convention company in the world. Well, that's what they say. Wizard World, Chicago, Philadelphia, New Orleans, Portland, St. Louis and Cleveland have all been sold. However, the immediate Chicago event will be run by Wizard World as normal this year. If you do attend these conventions, you'll almost certainly meet geeky TV show alumni, if you want to. And I've met some Buffy in Angel Stars that way. Okay. Okay. I know, met is probably the wrong word, but you know what I mean. And the next story is a Buffy one too. There's a new young adult fiction series on the way, and it's coming from Disney Hyperion. I think this is the first time that the House of Mouse has dug into the IP catalogue it bought when it secured Control of Fox. The story, in every generation, follows Willow's daughter. And Frankie Rosenberg isn't just a witch. She's a slayer too. At trade shows, you'll also get the chance to buy Merc from the upcoming and recently released movies. And in that vein, I thought the June Sandworm bookmarks previewed by Dark Horse this week were simply amazing. But it seems I was the only one. I was expecting a wave of stunned reactions to the reveal on social media. But, well, no, nothing that I saw. And perhaps I'm the only one tempted to pay $150 to have hand-sculpted worms with teeth burst out from my books. And if it wasn't for the poverty that comes with an impromptu flat move, I might be tempted. And at trade shows and conventions, you also get awards. And last week, we went over the UK Games Expo awards. This week, there are three sets of award news. First up... The Tabletop Gaming Awards have been announced by the Tabletop Gaming Magazine. They've had to cancel their live events and I think their awards are a good idea because they are big enough to make them matter. And they also have some quirky categories like the best way to die in an RPG award and the I'm surprised I'm still thinking and playing this game in 2021 award. The Indie Groundbreaker nominees for 2021 are also out. You might not recognise all the nominees, which is good, because that's kind of what the Groundbreaker Awards are about. I see that Honey and Hot Wax by Pelgrim Press is up for Game of the Year. I didn't give that a stellar review, but it's a collection of sex party games, and I'm not hip enough to go to, let alone arrange those sort of parties, and so I said so. I don't see any problem or conflict with my tepid review and their nomination. I wish them and all the other candidates the best of luck. The 2021 Any nominees are also out. At the same time, the judges' awards are out, so we can actually talk about 2021 Any award winners. And they are Anyone Can Wear a Mask by Jeff Stormer. A Righteous Blood and Ruthless Blades, the Waxio role-playing game by Osprey Games and authors Brendan Davis and Jeremy By. Abracadabra, a guide to becoming a magical games master by The Grinning Frog, that's author Stephen Hart. The Altered Carbon RPG by Renegade Game Studios and authors Christopher DeRosa and Ivan Van Norman. And finally, Slay Industries 2nd Edition by Nightfall Games, and author David Alsop. Once again, congratulations to everyone who made it that far. Also, congratulations to Parable Games. In this case, not for any award win, but for the horror RPG Shiver. I've played that a few times, but not face-to-face, which I want to do, and i put up my review this week. It has a clock system in it that inevitably counts towards more bad stuff happening, which reminds me, of an RPG version of Betrayal at House on the Hill and this is a good thing There are several great freebies and bundle deals to be aware of this week so let's dig into those First up, and back to Cubicle 7, Doctor Who and the Einstein Engine is free to download. That's an adventure for Doctor Who 2nd edition the RPG which came out this month, but it is compatible with the 1st edition too On Friday the 13th Pelgren Press released a free to download quick start for the 13th Age. 13th Age is an open D20 fantasy designed by the former leader designers of D&D 3 and D&D 4. And we're not done with Dr Who yet though because starting the bundle section, we've got two bundle of holding deals of Dr Who first edition content, but that'll all be compatible with second edition it is a good week to give the Doctor Who RPG a test. Also in the bundle of holding, there are two Delta Green offers, and Delta Green is a sinister and dark conspiracy theory of an RPG that loops into the Cthulhu mythos. Um, I suppose you could say Delta Green is a sombre and mature alternative to Doctor Who. At Humble Bundle, there's a collection of so-called big brain games, which include 5D chess and battle tech. There's also one from Edifius with the Mutant Chronicles. That's one of their games that crosses from the RPG space into minis and back again. It's a game that partners with the more famous Mutant Chronicles franchise. And lastly, before you go, there's a chance to win The Hand of the Sun King for UK readers with a competition on the site. And that's a story that might appeal to fans of Brandon Sanderson or Robin Hobb. And on that note, let's wrap there. Keep safe. I'll try and survive my move and I'll see you next week.